Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first ever episode of the LA Commute. I am your host, Justin, and join me while I do the arguably the fucking worst commute in America driving to downtown LA from Orange County. It's it's not that I mean it's long. It's a it's about 45 miles or so. But that's not the real problem about it. Cuz I know some of you be like 4 or 5 miles. I could drive 4 or 5 miles in like 45 minutes. But um it's having to go through fucking down going to downtown LA. Downtown LA is fucking the worst. Fucking A. Don't you fucking hate it when you let people in and they don't give you the hand wave? That's like a simple common courtesy. We live in a fucking society. You gotta fucking give the hand wave. Or else, you know what's gonna happen? Next time, I won't be so obliged as to let you in or let the, let the next person in and then that person's not going to let the next person in and it just spirals that spirals out of fucking control to nobody letting anybody in sorry but yeah so the LA commute this podcast is essentially just you take you taking a ride with me as I go through a terrible commute every fucking day. The, the commute's about an hour 40 to an hour 30 minutes at regular driving times and about an hour when there's no traffic. And you may ask yourself, why would I want to listen to this guy bitch and moan about his commute? commute well there's not very many reasons to listen to my podcast over the slew of other podcasts out there but there is one reason why one good reason why you would listen to mine as opposed to others and that is for the suffering (laughs) If you want to hear some... Nobody else suffers as much as me during their podcasts. And and I know you might be thinking, like, who the fuck wants to listen to someone suffering? Let me tell you. Let me tell you, friend, pal. Listening to someone suffering is actually pretty good. It could be very beneficial for you. Because it's like the old saying goes, <clears throat> misery loves company. And if you have to fucking commute a long time, or just commute at all, let's face it, that's like 99% of the people listen to the podcast. They're fucking, they listen to it while they're driving. Then, and you're driving like 45 minutes, which for most people is, a, that's like a, that's like a fairly long commute for most like av- like people who don't live in Los Angeles. That's like an average commute. 
then listening to a guy have to go through an hour and a half, hour 40 long commute every fucking day. That will make you that will make your 45 commute look not so bad. You'll be like, "Hey, I could do this. It's not bad. Look, look at this. Look at this guy. Look at this guy over here." And if you have a long commute, let's say hour plus or anything, you'll just feel like more like, hey, at least there's another person like suffering with me. You know, I'm not the only one who has to do this. Other people got to do this and it sucks for them, sucks for me, but we're in this together, you know, brothers in arms, we'll, we'll stick it out. And... I remember, like, so my background is uh, I'm a commercial litigator, which is like, uh, for those of you who don't know, it's like an attorney who does litigation, which is like suing people in a nutshell, and I do it commercially, so like between companies. And <clears throat> when I was in law school, I uh, I was fucking miserable, like, studying all the time, like, being in the library to, like, 11 or and midnight, and I used to love to watch this show called Survivor Man, and Survivor Man was just about this dude who was surviving, like, in the desert for seven days, and the dude was just suffering, mad suffering, he had, like, no water, like, so one time he was extremely dehydrated, and I think he had to, like, call the rescue people because he couldn't do it anymore. And, or, like, no food. He, was, he, had, he had to, like, trap bugs and things. And watching that guy suffer made me feel so much better about me studying. Because I was, I was, like, I'd be like, oh, this fucking sucks. I got to study till 11. But, like, as I was drinking my coffee, I would, like, I'd take a break and watch this guy, like, dying of dehydration, I was like, okay, yeah, it's not that bad, I could piece it together, I could, I could do it, and so, for, in your lives, let me be the survivor man of your commute, that's what I'm saying, that's my pitch to you guys, if you randomly fell into this podcast some, somehow, let me be the survivor man to your commute, this podcast, <laughs> For all intents and purposes, will not be edited because <laughs> I don't really have that much time to do that. But I'll just—it's going to be recorded every day as I'm driving to work, and yeah, so you could listen to me as I make that daily commute. I'm still on the five right now, where it does not in the Orange County five, which is so much better than the fucking LA five. So like. There's such a difference between the Orange County side and the LA side. It goes from, you can immediately see it and feel it. It goes from dingy and shit to, oh, it's so open and wide and nice and clean. It, re- there, it really is a big difference. But, and I apologize if I get distracted and shit when I'm talking. I don't know if I can, I don't know if I could talk for the entire time in the community. I'm also eating my breakfast right now, which is a bagel. So, I'm going to try to keep it going for as long as I can possible. But, 
we'll see how that goes. And like I said, may get distracted and all because this is like my first day on like on the job, and I need to. I'm not very good. I haven't got the route set right now, so I'm still using the Google Maps and things, so there could be some confusion and whatnot, so just giving you guys a heads up, there could be breaks where it's confusing. And again, not only will you be confused, but I'll be confused. We'll be in that confusion. We'll be confused together. Alright, fucking A. You know what the fucking thing is? If you're driving on the freeway and you're in the left lane, the very left lane, the de facto speed limit is 80. Like, right now I'm in a breath of fresh air where there's no traffic. Hey, you should be driving fucking 80. Because the speed limit's 65. And if you're driving 70, you're driving fucking slow. And you should not be in the left lane. Be in the middle lane. Just slowing everybody the fuck down. Get out of the fucking left lane. God, it drives me crazy. Oh, God. Anyway. So. <laughs> sorry. Little, so, you may be asking yourself, who is this motherfucker who's, who's bitching and moaning about his commute? Well, I think as I said in the beginning... My name is Justin. I am an attorney. I originally grew up in Los Angeles. And and I went to undergraduate at UC San Diego. Studied econ and photography down there. Had a bunch of fun. After I graduated, I took the LSAT, the test you gotta take to get into law school. And then I taught chess for a year, and I used the money that I got teaching chess to go to backpacking through Southeast Asia. And then after I came back, hold on a second, drink some water. Yeah, after I came back, I... um, Went to law school at Washington University in St. Louis. I took an extra year there because I decided to get my MBA at the same time because they gave me a pretty good deal and gave me a good amount of money and I was interested in doing business. After that, <coughs> I came back down, I came back to California. I took Route 66 with my then fiance, now wife, my cat Atticus, and my chinchilla Napoleon. That was a fucking blast. You know, for those of you who don't know about Route 66, Route 66 is awesome. It used to be called America's Main Street. It goes from Chicago all the way to um, Santa Monica. And if you drive on that, you go through all these uh, small-ass towns. like, And that's the difference between like the majority of America and California. So I don't know who's listening to this or where you're from, but in California, 
especially Southern California. It's just like suburban sprawl forever. You cannot tell the difference between going from one city to another city unless you just see the city's like the sign that says, okay, you're in another city. But when you're out in the heartland where all the or out there it's like small city and then farms or wilderness for all the time and then another small city and it's kind of nice because it's like you can see a lot of grass and stuff and then the funny thing is though like when you hit um when you fucking hit like a big city, like if you get to Nashville or something, those cities look ridiculous because it's just like they are so much bigger than all the other cities around them. But yeah, so took Route 66 with my wife and um, our pets had a blast, came back got a job in Orange County, moved out to Orange County, and now I have a job in downtown LA, and I work as a commercial litigator down there, and so that's basically my life in a nutshell, and so if you have any questions about traveling or art or, I guess, legal questions, but like I have everybody always has to fucking say it's not legal advice just giving an opinion about shit feel free to write me or ask questions at the LA commute at gmail or if you can just write it in the reviews I guess of the podcast or whatnot. and I'll try to answer it the best I can you know so yeah that's about myself and I guess what we'll do on this podcast is we'll talk about current events and it'll be current events and anecdotes and things and anger, <laughs> anger at life itself. And so recently I saw in the news, um, all right, fucking getting on to the 91 now. Driving past Knott's Berry Farm. Okay. I don't know if you ever, guys have ever been to Knott's Berry Farm, but I fucking love Knott's Berry Farm. Um, Knott's Berry Farm is a staple of Southern California. It is a institution down here. And uh, it's essentially a theme park. But the story about Knott's Berry Farm is that it first started out as a berry place and like where people could come and get they're the people that invented the boysenberry which I think <clears throat> it's like a raspberry combined with a loganberry and I think it's a blackberry but I forgot what's it may not be a blackberry but they invented the boy they did or like they didn't invent it but they made the boysenberry popular or whatnot. So they had the boysenberry, and then people loved that shit, and so they came to get the berries, 
And then Mrs. Knott uh, made really good fried chicken. And so people started, like, lining up to get her fried chicken. And this was, like, in, I want to say, like, the 20s or 30s or something. And because people were, like, so stoked about their food, they, um, a line started to grow. And so this is in Buena Park in Southern California, which is essentially between just L.A. and Orange County. And people were so stoked about their food, and the line was so long that the knots were just like, okay, let's, like, throw some rides out there so people have shit to do while they're waiting for the food. Well, that culminated into what is now a theme park. But unlike other theme parks, Knott's has really good food. They have really good fried chicken, and they got really good pie. And that's because they originally started out as just selling food. And if you want to, you could just come to Knott's and pick up food. Like, they have, like, this fast drive through lane that you could do that. But the theme park itself is uh, their cartoon character, I guess, is Snoopy in the Peanuts gang. And they have, like, a whole section of that for the kids. And, um... They also have, like, so if you grew up in SoCal, everybody will know this, but, like, the schools would take you on trips to Knott's because Knott's has, like, some learning things you could do. For one, the Native Americans, and two, like, cowboys and pioneers and stuff. And so for the Native Americans, they have, like, dances, and um, they have Mystery Lodge, is like this 3D show uh, you can watch and then for the cowboy stuff they have a wild west show and they have this whole pioneer town where like they have a blacksmith a woodmaker like you pan for gold a mine ride and stuff so a lot of the schools will have gone if you're in the SoCal area will have gone to Knott's for some informational learning of sorts while you're there. Damn, I still got so much longer on my commute. Fucking it. And so, yeah, so I went to Knott's recently with my wife because as I was transitioning jobs, I, I took, I had some time. And the thing is, if you're transitioning jobs and you have time and you're not going traveling to like another city or something the best thing to do is things that you can't do or like that really suck ass during the weekend and that is theme parks at least in Southern California like because going to a theme park it is like the unless you are cool with dealing with just the the mad amount of people that are there then it just sucks ass to go to a theme park on the weekend. And so we went to Knott's the other day. And I hadn't gone in like 10 years or so. Because that place has really changed a lot. They are not... They are. It seems like they're moving away from the Snoopy thing. And just trying to incorporate more and more intense rides. Getting closer to Six Flags. 
I would say Knott's is kind of like a mix between Disneyland and Six Flags in terms of like it kind of has some type of atmosphere and it kind of has some rides but it doesn't do the atmosphere as good as Disneyland and it doesn't do the rides as much as Six Flags so it's a good family it's a good family place you have small kids and stuff And so, yeah, we went recently, and it's changed a lot. Um, yeah, things are pretty different over there. We went during the Boysenberry Festival, and so they had all this Boysenberry things, like it, you could try all this food. I think it's still going on for this month. And that's it's not a bad thing to check out if there's... It's better than them having no, no event going on. But I think the best time to go is during the Christmas time. Because they have like Snoopy and Ice. They have all this like cute Christmas stuff that you could do over there. <laughs> but that, we had this one funny story. So my wife doesn't like to go on like roller coasters and stuff. And so I love to go on roller coasters. But she doesn't like to go on that. And... So there's a ride on there Which is like this hot air balloon ride Now granted it's not like But it's in the kids area And I used to ride it all the time When I was a kid Because there was no line And so I was figuring like Okay there's not that many rides If you don't like roller coasters at all And so I was just like Okay we'll go on this one for just like Nostalgia's sakes like Similar to going on a small world. I, I used to go on that all the time when I was a little kid. I was like, okay, we'll just go on this one. And this, but when we went on it, like, the line was pretty long. It was about like 25, 30 minutes, which is pretty long for a dinky ride. And we were thinking about leaving halfway through it because when we were looking around the line, we are like, hey, we are like, oh, fuck. Man, I fucking mixed the exit. Because I was talking to you guys. Fucking A. Fuck me. Fuck. I'm supposed to get on the 605. Now I'm on the fucking... Still on the 91. Because I'm trying to give you guys quality content about knots, which you may not give a fuck about. Okay, so, sorry. Let me wrap up this story. So, me and my wife, in line for this ride. And it's it's a fucking balloon ride. And, um, like I said, we went on for nostalgia's sake. And when we got to the ride, to the end of the ride, like, when you get in, the guy there was just like... So these are like tiny hot air balloons that go around in a circle. They go up, too. So it's not like they're just... It's a flat ride. They go up and, like, and down. Like, kind of like a Dumbo ride or a plane ride that you go on. And when we got to the entrance of the ride, the dude working with was just like, you guys can't sit together. You guys are too big to sit together. And we're like, oh, fuck. So that was already a bad sign that we were way too old and too big to be riding this ride. But the part that was hilarious for me 
and embarrassing for my wife was that so when they when we sat in our basket together and they like kicked me out they're just like and I was just like well you guys let us in together so that's that's not my fault and then they're like okay and what they had to do was they kicked out a little kid out of his basket to make room for me to sit in the basket and so there's only like eight baskets there I think that's why the, the line was so long because they couldn't fit that many people in unless you're an adult with a, ch- with a ch- kid and that was basically all the adults it was like one adult one kid and so they kicked us out of the basket and they, or they kicked the little kid out of the basket and I had to take his spot so there was me and my wife in two separate baskets looking at each other while all the other parents and kids were just like, what the fuck are these people doing here? And I was just cracking up the whole time on the ride. But my wife, like, she had, like, her hat and sunglasses on, and she was super embarrassed about it. But I was laughing. I was having a good time. But, yeah, passing out, like, a while back. So, thinking about current events and whatnot... Because that's, that's what else we'll talk about in this show. So I saw, like, recently that people in Paris are protesting uh, what happened with Notre Dame. And that, so, today is April 23rd, 2019. So for those of you unaware of what happened... There was a giant fire, and it, I think it, like, burned down this fire in the middle area of the church, and because Notre Dame is, like, such a historic landmark, all these rich people are donating millions of dollars to help restore the church and make it better again, and that's great, you know, because tons of money well the more money the faster the church can be rebuilt but in the typical sorry I gotta drink more water again yeah, I feel like I'm gonna have a sore throat in the typical Parisian fashion People were protesting the donations, and they were protesting it because they were just saying, "How come all these people are donating millions of dollars of shit when, when it, all these people are still suffering in Paris and we can't get money for shit to help out the poor people and whatnot?" And that's valid. I could I could understand that, you know. But at the same time, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about. <clears throat> social safety nets on one hand I understand that the, that you gotta help out the people or else people are gonna start slipping through the cracks and you don't wanna do that that's not good for anybody but at the same time you gotta prevent like having the free riders and people just bagging on the system because you know just getting free money and whatnot. so it's a delicate balance 
But yeah, so they have those protests going on. And damn, French people fucking love the protest. I actually uh, studied abroad in Paris when I was in college. And I had this one time. I actually had to commute pretty far back then, too. It was about an hour or so. But um, the place that I lived was... I did a homestay. I stayed with this nice French lady. This older lady named Francette. I called her my franma. (laughs) Not to her face. Not because it's mean or anything, but I don't think she'd understand it. But I I call her my franma. And... um, she, uh, she's super nice, but she lived really far away. Like, at that point of time, there was no metro station stop. And I had to walk about 20 minutes to the closest metro station at the very south of Paris. And when I, I got a map of Paris, like of old Paris, and I saw that I was actually outside the city walls. Paris and um, so I had to like walk 20 minutes then take up several metros to get to my school which is by the Bastille and now I think they have a metro stop the, the place the city I lived in or the stop was called Mont Rouge but back then they didn't have a stop and I remember this one time I was on the metro and I took the metro basically every day and they give you like the cool thing in Paris is they give you like newspapers and they aren't like shitty newspapers they're like real newspapers similar to I would say like the local papers which I don't even like the Pasadena Star or whatever something like that or the St. Louis something or the Orange County something like like a local paper they give you that and I try to read that every day because that's the test if you're really good or if you're like proficient in a language, you can read the paper. So I practice reading the paper, do my Sudoku like in the back. And I remember one time I was sitting on the train and all of a sudden like half the people got off the train. Maybe fucking nice to myself. Maybe it was like more than half the people, but fuck, I got to get up. Okay, I cannot miss this stop. Gotta switch out. Alright, get into the 710. 710. Okay. Oh, fuck. Fuck me. Fuck this traffic. Anyway, so, like I was saying, so... I said 50%, but it's probably like 80% of the people left the train. But I was like reading my newspaper. I had no idea what was going on. I wasn't really paying attention. And then I went to the next stop. And then all of a sudden, the train started going backwards. I was like, what the fuck? And then the train stopped. And they're just like, and they just opened the doors. And I realized that, and then like, I, I realized that like, there was a strike going on. So the so the train just was not going to run. <laughs> and then at that point in time, I just had to walk to school. And luckily it was not that far away, but still sucked. 
And I eventually got a bicycle so I could bike. So I could bike to school every day, but that was like 45 minutes. So eventually I said, fuck it, I'd rather just take the metro than bike. But Paris is a great place, you know? <clears throat> when I was studying there, they had like this deal where uh, you could, um, if you were a student and you're under 26, you could go to all the museums for free. So I used to go to museums like all the time out there. Just get a little bit drunk and whatnot and mosey my way down to the museums. And I mean, one of the coolest things was like that everybody did was everybody used to like pregame underneath the Eiffel Tower. But apparently now they don't let you do that because of all the protests slash fear of terrorists. But those were good old days back then. Good times. Alright, now I'm on the fucking 710. I think I should have gone on the 605, but... Man, I'm not going to get until 7.30. I was like, fuck it. Oh, I still got so much fucking time to... I don't know. I don't know, guys. I don't know if I can make the... I know that you guys, as I am struggling to talk, I bet you guys are struggling to listen. Because <coughs> I think my podcast is fucking all over the place. And... <coughs> It is not that entertaining. It may not be that entertaining. Wait, am I supposed to be on the 105? No, 710. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Damn, that sounds fucking bright. I don't know how long I could do this commute for. In all honesty... Because it is, it is, it is not easy. It's not easy to wake up at fucking 5.30 every day and then drive an hour and a half. So my plan right now, as I eat this bagel, my plan right now is to get to work earlier. Around like 7.15. And then go to the gym to work out. Because I want to try to like wash the commute off. Because I just if I just go to work after driving for an hour and a half, I think I'll be really tired and out of it. As you can tell, I'm, I'm not tired and out of it right now. <laughs> no, but like I think going to the gym, I can help wash the commute off. So I can be in a somewhat better mental state. As opposed to just straight going to work. I may end up having to take the train. If I take the train, I don't know if I can do this podcast. Because then I'll be a fucking crazy person. That's just talking to themselves. I mean, I'm, I'm already... Running that line of crazy person talking to myself right now in the car for an hour and a half. But if I'm in the train, 
I want to be a crazy person among other people. So, I don't know if I could get, like, a private place to stay in the train. But then I also will not be suffering as much because I won't have to do the driving. So, it won't be as enjoyable for you guys, you know, to hear, to hear me suffer as I go through this fucking stop-and-go traffic. Fucking stop-and-go traffic. No. Um, the thing is, like, in fucking traffic, the people are always just trying to fucking cut in front of, like, people going to their left. <coughs> I don't really let those people in. Because I know that you don't fucking need to go to the left. It's just, like, that's pointless. People who are going to the right, who are coming, those people I, like, always let in. Because they, they usually have to get off someplace or something. And that's just a real dick move if you don't let people get into the right. But to the left, it's just like, yeah, it's discretionary. If I see the guy with their arm down and they're trying to do, like, the please let me in, I usually let those guys in. <coughs> but so, so many times. <coughs> and I feel fucking, I don't know if it's just the morning or not. But, all right. <sighs> oh, God. I feel tired as hell. I am not a morning person either. Like, switching to this schedule of waking up super early. Before today, the only time I would ever wake up at, like, 5.30 or whatnot would be, like, if I had a plane to catch. And then I would fucking... I would never set my time to get to a plane at that that early. Unless that was, like, the only plane available. I just fucking hate waking up early. If you're a morning person out there and you're listening to this, let me know how, how, to, how to be a better morning person. Because I can't fucking stand it. At this point, like, I'm hoping that I could just, like, will myself to be a morning person, but... <clears throat> And I'm hoping that just the countless times of doing this, eventually I will become a morning person. But I have really no idea how I can do this. Because right now, like, I'm going to bed at... So I, I get back home around 8, and I'm, like, asleep. I try to get to bed by around 10 or so. I wake up around 5 or something, so I'm, like, sleeping, like, 7 hours, 10 to 5. And then I start work around 8, finish around 7. It's pretty tough. It's pretty tough. I know some of you other people out there are just like, I do this to this, and good for you. You should tell me about what you do. So, like I said, make me feel better about myself. But... As of as I know right now, I think I have one of the tougher commute work schedules of people. But that's what you sign up for when you become a lawyer. That is what 
Man, what the fuck? Oh my god. I really fucked up by not taking the 605. Fuck, that, that fucked me over. I'm not, I don't even think I can work out today. Because it... <coughs> yeah, it's going to take me a fucking hour 40 to get into work. How long has it been right now? Yeah, they're, they're putting another 50 minutes on me. I left, when I left, they said it was going to be an hour 7. But now I'm at an hour... And a fucking half. Oh, God. I should not have. Fuck. I don't know if I could do it. If I can't... If this podcast starts going off the rails, I may have to cut it short, because... I'm probably, I'm probably going to cap it out an hour or so, because I don't think you guys can enter the shit of me just talking about shit for a long time. Fuck, man. Oh, God. Really? Really? I thought I would get in so much earlier. Fuck. Fuck. Fuck, 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 fuck. You know, when I missed that exit, it only said, like, you got, like, five minutes longer to get to work. And when I calculate that, that would have been like an hour, like hour 20 or so. Because I had left so early, I was trying to like beat the traffic. But fucking A, an hour 40, that is fucking the pits. Oh God, oh God. I don't even think I can work out today. And then how am I going to get over this fucking commute? I got to work out at least a little bit. Damn. And I'm not going to get into work till like fucking nine. Uh, I'm not going to. Well, since it's so early though, it's the first day, like I don't. One of the things attorneys have to do is they have to bill so many hours a year. And every, all attorneys, at least if you're doing, all attorneys are worried about their billables. Look at this motherfucker. Just cutting in the left lane. Really gonna help you, motherfucker? God damn it. It's too tired to, to try to box out right now. But attorneys, they have to get 1,900 billable hours and, no, they have to get between like 1,800, I've heard of 1,800, I don't know of anybody who has that low. Like 1,800 to like 2,200. And my firm, the rate is pretty low at like 1,900. And I think that comes out to like 38 hours, working, billing 38 hours a week. And I know a lot of people may be like, 38 hours a week? That's like less than 40 hours. But that's billing 38 hours a week. That's how many, how much you charge your client for. So all... All the time that you're not charging your client, you're fucking, that doesn't count as your billable hours, like if you get coffee, or you're talking to your coworker, or you're doing that type of shit. 
when talking to your boss or writing an email or all that type of stuff, that doesn't count. So to get like 38 billables, you probably have to work like 50 hours a week, which is not that bad, but, but yeah. Fuck. Fucking slip. Man, I should not have fucking missed that fucking. Oh, God. I should have taken the 605 to the 105 to the 110. That was just only one slowdown. As opposed to this terrible amount of slowdown. Oh, fuck. So, yep, that's what life is like being a lawyer. And it's not. And so, if you're thinking about that, just prepare yourself for working a shit ton. I think normally you don't have to do this commute, so. Normally it's not it's not that bad. But still. <coughs> oh man. Yep. So going back to talk about current events and whatnot. So that protest stuff, I feel like it's a really delicate balance that you have to strike between Making sure that you have the right social safety nets and also you got to motivate people to do work. I mean, one of the things I feel like is that people who are richer definitely have more advantages in life. And if you're born rich, you just have more advantages in life. But the thing is that there are also people that are born, everybody is born with some type of advantage, unless you just fucking are unlucky or suck. Like, some people could be born richer, some people are born smarter, some people are born more attractive, some people are born stronger. Like, there's a lot of different things that people are born better than other people. And money is an easy thing to go after, but intelligence, like what are you going to do about that, that some people are born more intelligent than other people? Like how are you going to even that out? And do you want to even that out? Like if some people are born smarter than other people, are you, are you going to just try to, to create affirmative action for the dumber people like we need more dumb people in here because there's too many smart people I don't think you want to do that but at the same time then the dumb people are just going to suffer more because they're just not as smart and then in the same respect you could you could do that with attractive people like there's not enough unattractive people here you know 
what, what's gonna happen about that? We need to have like affirmative action in dating for attract unattractive people, or for television or entertainment. This show does not have enough unattractive people in it. Oh god, I'm getting fucking sick right now. I'm gonna have to pause this commute because I'm getting sick. <sighs> like the from like waking up so early and sitting in the traffic, I I can't. I'm gonna have to pause this for a second. All right, back from my nausea that I was getting on the road and wanting to throw up. This may be cut out. I don't know. I don't like I said. I don't think I'm gonna have the time to cut out. So this is gonna. So there may just be like a lot of unfiltered garbage in here, and if that's just really bad for everybody, let me know. I may do something about it. I may not do anything about it, but let me know so at least I know like what what people don't like and stuff. Right now, Google Maps found a route that will cut 12 minutes. Oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Google Maps found a route that will cut 12 minutes off my, my, my commute. But I gotta go onto the streets, the streets of LA. And typically I don't do that. But if it's cutting more than 10 minutes, I will do it because that's a fucking, that's a good amount of time to be cutting. That is a good amount of time to be cutting because I, an hour and a half is a lot better than an hour 40. I really don't want to drive for an hour 40. So. Oh my fucking God. So we will be getting off at Washington Boulevard. Are we fucking merging? Are we merging? I ate some bagel too. I ate some more of my, <coughs> ate some more of my bagel. I think that helped, help me, come back a little bit. Get back into it. So I'm gonna get be getting off at Washington at Commerce Boulevard. Let's see how that goes. Uh, I had to drive this route one time, and I got lost. So I hope that, like, I had to do interviews and shit. But, oh, God. So hopefully I do not get lost again. All right, am I making a right two lanes? Right two lanes, turning on the Washington Boulevard in the city of commerce. In the city of commerce. True moon chocolate milk. Chocolate milk is pretty bomb. You guys remember when you were a kid and you could get those cartons of milk for like a quarter at the cafeteria? I love those cartons of milk. That was, and they only cost a quarter. <laughs> the funny thing was they, those, it was like impossible though to peel off that thing to get the carton of milk. Like, sometimes you just fuck up. 
and then you just have like some sort of monstrosity that you had to drink your milk out of, which sucked at as a kid. Like you'd have, I remember like sometimes people just like would pull open the whole thing and then you had this, this giant like square opening. I get, <laughs> I get why, <laughs> why they, they had that uh, thing in Friends with, where, um, Joey's on that commercial and he has that like spout that you insert into the milk carton and he, and he puts it in it's like now I can drink milk every day <laughs> I get it I get it why that happens where am I at fucking cause it can be frustrating for some people I guess but man I used to love this stuff I used to love that and um I loved when it was pizza day at the cafeteria, and they gave, gave you that square pizza. I don't, I don't know if they do that anymore. Cause people are so like they're more health conscious and shit. Like I remember getting a square pizza pizza, and back in the day, the only place you could get square pizza was in the cafeteria. No like pizza place sold square pizza like pizza slices they would never cut it in a square and they had the square pizza and give you like a birthday cake like a little cake sometimes and get my milk it's probably a shit ton of calories I remember I, I think I was pretty sleepy by the time the afternoon came around pretty tired and they'd do it like they'd give us like You'd have to raise your hand, and they give you a little lunch ticket. But I remember when they did the lunch tickets, they didn't do it right before lunch. I got it earlier, and I had to like hold on to that shit because if I lost it, then I just wouldn't get lunch for the day. And it smells like shit down here. Alright, now, God, it smells like shit down here. Uh, like I said, I'm in the fucking city of commerce on Washington. I got barbed wire to my right, barbed wire to my left. It's interesting because there's two different types of barbed wire. On the right side, it's that like spiral type of barbed wire. <coughs> and on the left side, it's like these three strings of bar- barbed wire which doesn't seem as effective as having a whole spiral barbed wire. Oh, and right down here, they have no fucking barbed wire. If you have a fence, you have to have barbed wire across the whole fucking fence. Because if you do not barbed wire the whole fence, that's like the, you're only as, like the weak link breaks the chain. You don't have barbed wire on some part. You just... People hop that side. But it's weird how they... I guess like two different property owners. <laughs> and that's... And that's the thing too. If you have two different property owners... I don't know what they're selling. Maybe they're selling different shit. But if you have two different property owners... And one has intense spiral barbed wire... And the other just has three lines of barbed wire... Like three parallel lines... 
I would assume that you would rob the person with the three lines versus the person with the spiral barbed wire. God damn. And now I am fucking next to this scrapped compound, which has like 12 foot walls, if not higher. Because they're definitely higher than a basketball hoop with barbed wire. Why does a scrapyard need to have so much fucking protection on it where they have unscalable walls of barbed wire and barbed wire on the top just in case you somehow manage to scale this gigantic wall? That is, that's fucking ridiculous. Yup. God damn. This is what happens when you take the streets in LA. You gotta go through the fucking terrible, terrible areas. Oh man, this fuel place is really cheap. I need to get fuel. But I don't want to get out of my car. <laughs> Ugh. You know you're in a bad place? When you see bars on windows, God damn. can you see bars on windows on the second story? <laughs> That's how you know you're in a bad place. When it's like, nah, we got to worry about people climbing up into the place and breaking in. Not just people breaking in on the first floor, but people breaking in on the second floor. That's how you know you're in a bad place. Because. God. Man, looking at this. I think I probably have to be looking at this route that I'm going on. I probably have to go through Skid Row. Skid Row is. I mean, Skid Row and the bad areas, they're not, they're not that scary during the daytime. It's at the nighttime that it gets scary. Like, during the daytime, you just see a bunch of, like, junkies around. But at the nighttime, it looks really bad. Glad the nausea went away because that was that was pretty terrible for a second. Felt like throwing up. Man, this fucking blows though. Cause I was I was trying to like cut my commute down to like an hour fifteen, hour twenty by leaving at six. But if it's gonna take me an hour and a half and I leave at six, I might as well just leave at like eight. And not have to wake up so early. Because what's the point of waking up early if I have to drive a fucking long-ass time no matter what? Like that... Like if that's a thing, then I, I shouldn't... I should just... I should just fucking... Leave later. I guess... If I leave earlier, at least I get to, um, get my exercising in. Look at this sign. 
Fathers, we can help. Oh, God. Yeah, may have to rethink, rethink my commute and whatnot. If if that's if that's what's gonna happen. Gotta rethink life a bit. I think the last thing I was talking about before I got sick was about social safety nets and oh unfairness in general. Yeah, so it's really weird about like money is a very clear one, but I think the thing is that people don't realize is that life is just unfair. You know? Some people have it all and some people don't have that much. And some people have some here and they don't have some there. Like some people are poor but super attractive and some people are rich but very unattractive. And I guess... Man, I'm at a full stop right now. And then, so for the rich people, for the poor people, it gets balanced out, you know? They, there's, like, social systems to help the poor people out, to give them money. But what about the unattractive people, you know? <laughs> Where's the balancing there? Where's the things that, like, okay, you're unattractive, we're going to help you out? That never happens. There's, no affirm, there's, no, there's nothing to help out that. What about the dumb people? It's only the poor people. They don't... The dumb and unattractive? Shit out of luck. You're just unlucky. No social systems to help you. (laughs) But in all honesty, like, I understand. Like, I feel like for... Like, schools and stuff... People who... (coughs) Come from disadvantaged backgrounds should definitely get... Like few extra points on their applications you know like how they have that a whole scandal that recently happened with all those semi-rich people who are paying for their kids to get into school I say semi-rich because the real rich people they probably didn't get caught in this shit the real rich people if you're really rich you're donating like buildings and shit like, you're not doing these, like, piddly, like, forced SAT, give some money under the table. It's just, oh, I'm going to donate a billion dollars and give, like, a couple million dollars in donations to, like, get a building named after me. And that's the thing, like, what about those guys? Like, you're going after, you're going after rich people, but you're not going after the super rich people. It just seems a little bit hypocritical that everybody's up in arms about these people when there's, like, bigger crooks out there. And if you want to do that, too, then, like, if you want to make things fair, what about the legacy points that people get? Like, what, what about all the points that people get just because their family went there? Are you going to do away with that too? It's weird. For me, I feel like... 
which makes it hard for me to get into politics and shit and all and just care <clears throat> care about things in general is people make rules but they don't they don't really <clears throat> they don't really follow it all the way and it's not extremely fair for everybody else like like people who are vegan or vegetarian now if you're just <clears throat> if you're just vegan or vegetarian and you're trying to do that that's that's great you know that's good for you <coughs> Well, I'm talking about the judgy ones. We all know those judgy ones that are just... And those ones that are, like, super proud to be vegan or whatnot or something. Where they got to, like, shove it in your face about how much better than you they are. And I say that as a, as a, almost a carnivore because I don't eat that many vegetables. <laughs> but, uh... So... I run into my fair share of that. But uh <clears throat> for the people who are so proud to be vegan and stuff, like I don't like okay, you don't eat the animals and stuff, but I guarantee you're using some products that came through like something bad happened to animals. So you need to get off your fucking high horse. Stop thinking you're better than everybody. When at the same time you're doing some very hypocritical shit, like doing other stuff with animals that are not that good, and uh, passing the spearmint rhino club. But uh, yeah, you can't just be like, oh yeah, fuck it, oh I'm so much better. But then like you have like some type of shampoo that was like tested on animals or something, or like they gave animals cancer before or something like that shit. You know, that's the thing, like, people who are on their high horse are normally hypocrites about shit. It's the people that are not on the high horse, that are down low, that at least you know where they stand in their lowness. <laughs> Trying to toot my own horn here. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that, that's what I think about that. Passing that strip club over there. I think strip clubs are freaking stupid. <laughs> I mean, I just don't get it. Unless the strip club is actually like a brothel or something. Or like, a, yeah, something of that nature. It just doesn't make sense to go to the strip club. Because you're just paying to get frustrated, basically. You're, you're paying to get super horny but then you're you're not going to but you got to like go deal with that on your own unless it's like one of the, where they do shit but if it's not then you're just getting it's like play, paying to get blue balls and you got to spend like a ton of money on that shit it just does not seem like something that's worth it Huh, Los Angeles wholesale produce market. Interesting. 
So you can come down here to buy produce for wholesale. Huh. I had no idea. I can see LA. I can see downtown LA. I can see it. I can feel it. I am. I guess I'm not gonna work out for that long today. At least I'm not super far away, but I don't think I have all the fucking time in the world to to work out. I gotta get to work. Is this Gladys? No, serious. Gladys! Gladys! That's a name you don't hear that much anymore. If someone's named Gladys, you figure they're like at least 60, 70 years old. Kind of like Ruth. Which I think is not a bad name. I have that girl from uh, fucking Ozarks. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like they characterize it as like a country name, I guess. All right, I fucking hate it because I cannot see. Oh god! All right, in the home stretch. LA is such a shithole. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I grew up around like Eastern LA area, like Pasadena, but LA is such a shithole. Downtown, like it's so, so decrepit. It is not a nice place to be. But I guess they're gentrifying it. They're making a lot of the areas a lot better. But when you get out further into these areas, it's not that nice. Yeah, that's something like, so I think we may be trying to move to downtown LA so I can keep my sanity. But who knows? I guess if I, I was doing that, I could I could run a podcast while I was walking to work or taking the metro. I guess if I have like my earbuds in, it's just like I'm talking to somebody and stuff. People may not know that I'm not talking to anybody. <laughs> they may not know that I'm a fucking psycho guy just talking to himself for a long ass time. Oh, God. Oh, I'm in thick of it now, boys. I'm almost there. All right. I'm going to wrap up this podcast because it's been a long time for you guys. And at least I want to give you an ending. So, yeah. So, this was the first, <clears throat> first episode of the LA Commute. As you can see, it's, it struggles for days on end with me. And, um, no, Siri, shut the fuck up. And so, um, yeah, so that's what this podcast will be. It'll be me 
about like me talking about current events, stories and stuff as I just try to make this commute every day. And if you're somebody else out there who's commuting or just want to feel better about your life and what's going on in your life, then feel free to subscribe to the podcast because I'm sure that after you listen to to me suffering for a while, things in your life will look a little bit better. So yeah, thanks for listening. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to leave them there and leave, leave them in the review section or email me at the LA commute at gmail. All right. Hope you guys have a fucking amazing Tuesday. And I'll see you guys tomorrow.